Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is your Apostle Reddick with Converting Souls Apostolic Ministries. And today, I will be discussing Spirits of the Bible 2. Spirits of the Bible 2. Last week we talked about Satan. We're still under the fallen angels in the spirits of the Bible. So divination is the title, subtitle for today, Spirits of the Bible. Divination. And we're going to turn to Acts 16, 16. Divination. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for this message of truth on spirits of the Bible. You show us what the enemy looks like <coughs> through your word. You teach us and you share with us. You show us how to war a good warfare. You show us how to stand against the wiles of the devil. And so, Father, I pray that as I continue to teach on these spirits of the Bible, that the men and women of God are equipped with their spiritual armor from the sword of the Spirit, which is your word. These teachings come from your word. And the Bible says that we must put on the whole armor to stand against the walls of the devil. And we must study to show ourselves approved unto you. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed. I thank you that your word is truth. And that sound doctrine makes us healthy. Because we live by your doctrine. You restore us to where we should be where we should have been before the fall of man so father i pray that you would continue to show us how to stand after doing all we can to stand against the wiles of the devil and if we don't study him then we don't know how to stand we'll fall for anything so help us be temperate in mind and in body that we can resist the devil and he will flee. In Jesus Christ's name, the potentate king, the one that leads us in battle, the valiant one, Jesus Christ himself, amen and amen. Divination. Acts 16, 16. We're talking about the spirits of the Bible. Sixteen sixteen, And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us. Now here we're looking at 
spirits of the Bible. So here we have a woman. The Bible is saying she is possessed with a spirit of divination. Now that means that the devil is not influencing her from the outside. He's influencing her from the inside. He has taken over her body. And that's what possession means. I'm going to take over. He possessed the body. So with possessed with a spirit of divination met us which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. That means the spirit spoke through her. This divination spirit is a witchcraft spirit. Divination means to give off a divine sentence or a decision. Divination. Now, this spirit of divination is also known as the Python spirit. Let me tell you why. The word divination in the English translation means Python. In the Greek translation, it means Python. P-U-T-H-O-N. So you have this word divination. In the Hebrew or Aramic language but in the English it's called python you know like the python snake what does it do it squeezes you to death look at the nature of the snake now the Bible goes on to tell us That she was possessed with the spirit of divination. Let's go to 1 Samuel 28. 1 Samuel 28. First Samuel 28, verse 7. Then said Saul unto his servants, Seek me a woman that hath a familiar spirit. Now, understand, he's looking for a woman possessed by the spirit of divination. He just called it something else. He called it a familiar spirit. Seek me a woman that hath a familiar spirit, that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servant said to him, Behold, there is a woman that hath a familiar spirit at Endor. Now, you have the woman 
in Acts 16, 16, possessed by the spirit of divination. You have the woman here in 1 Samuel 28, 7, possessed by a familiar spirit. In the Hebrew, the familiar is of. Familiar spirit is O-V, of. Necromancer is a necromancer or a sorcerer. A necromancer or a sorcerer. Now, a necromancer and a sorcerer are also possessed by the spirit of divination. They work through it. They conjure spirits. The spirit of divination and conjuring ghosts, they conjure the dead. It's called seancing today. They have a meeting to necromance. They call upon dead spirits to communicate. Do you know some of them when they necromance, they don't release that spirit back. They hold on to it, and it go with them from day to day to day. And then they, 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 they change quickly and give the spirit the power that they don't need to have in the possessing of their body. But these people, the necromancers and the conjurers, the seancers are in the line of sorcery. And this, they conjure dead spirits for communication. They also, also soothsay. So here's the connection between the woman of Endor and the woman in Acts 16. Let's go back to Acts 16. Acts 16. And I believe they are in Philippi. And so here we are in Philippi. Thyatira he went from Philippi to Thyatira and now this woman is following him this damsel with the spirit of divination and she brought her masters much gain by soothsaying fortune telling telling people their future she brought her masters much gain that means much money By fortune telling, soothsaying, this is one of their jobs. And I want you to know that a necromancer, a seancer, a conjurer, a sorcerer, in today's modern translation, 
is a medium, but the, the woman at Endor, she was a medium. So that goes back to biblical days before Christ. A ghost, a spirit, all these things, although they're modern, they were in the Bible before. The spirit of the dead, wizards, astrologers, fortune tellers. They were known as soothsayers. So there's no new language today. It's just, are you familiar with Satan's walls? Today, this, last week and this week, we are becoming aware of the walls of Satan. Now, let's go down to verse 18. Okay, let's go to 17. I might as well read that too. The same followed Paul. The spirit followed Paul had the woman crying out saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. The next verse is going to tell you why I explain that it is the spirit talking through the damsel. She is saying these men are the servants of the most high God which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days, but Paul being grieved turned and said to the spirit. Now, he cannot see the spirit, for he sees the damsel, but he knew it was the spirit speaking through the damsel, saying, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her, and he came out the same hour. So sometimes when you speak into a person, and you are speaking to the spirit that's driving them, that spirit comes out within the hour. It may not come out at that same moment, but in that hour, just a little insight for some of the leaders looking for when you lay hands on a person the spirit to come out right away the bible says in that same hour and at other times when you are reading and understanding and you're wondering why spirits aren't coming out because why people ain't getting healed is because Different things that you have to study and understand about deliverance and healing. The Bible says in some section that as they went, when the prophet spoke, when Jesus spoke, as they went, they were healed. It may not manifest in your eyes right away. It may take an hour for the, the spirit to leave at your command. You've got to understand spiritual warfare. So here it is, and Paul, being grieved, turned to the Spirit. Because it was the Spirit speaking through the damsel. These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. She didn't just do it once. It says she was following them many days saying that. Many days. See, these spirits understand who Paul was and who um, the men that were with them. He, she said, the spirit said, these are the men, the servants of the most high God. The demons and devils know who you are. They knew who Jesus was and he told them. 
He told them to hush at times. Be quiet. Say nothing. And sometimes he spoke directly to the spirits. Tell no man. But I want you to know today, demons and devils recognize the servants of the Most High God. And we've got to recognize when spirits are talking and working through flesh and blood. The Apostle Paul recognized that that the spirit of divination was speaking through the woman. Because of soothsaying. Soothsaying, possession by the devil. The demon, the spirit of divination. We're talking about the spirits of the Bible. And today we're on the demonic forces. Last week we talked about the leader, Satan. Now we're talking about those that carry the spirit of divination at a high level of sorcery. Know and understand what they're called. Familiar spirits. Conjuring spirits, necromancers, soothsayers, mediums, ghosts, spirits of the dead, wizards, astrologers, fortune tellers. Now, We're going to go into the sorcerer. Versus the prophet. Now sorcerers are false prophets in the church. I want you to understand that. You've got to know. They are driven by this familiar spirit. This spirit of divination. They are also known as the mantis. Now, I, I, I looked online a little bit about the mantis. And the mantis had a lot of positive aspects that would deceive anybody. But I want to take you to some scriptures right now. The sorcerer, also known as the mantis, is a magician. He's a necromancer. He conjures ghosts. There's communication in the spirit room. He's a wise man. This, this, this sorcerer. This mantis. Were also known as wise men. They were intelligent and prudent. But they were subtle. And deceptive. 
That's why we must understand. There's a scripture that says, um, Be wise as a serpent, but harmless as a dove. And many people get that mixed up and they think, okay, well, it's okay to be a, a snake or a mantis. But that's not what the scripture wants you to pull in. Don't be deceived. Remember, Satan uses the word of God too. You've got to get it in its right text. God doesn't want you to be deceptive in your wisdom or subtle in it. Let's go to Exodus, the seventh chapter. Exodus 7. I'm sorry, Daniel. Let's go to Daniel first. And I'm going to show you Pharaoh and King Nebuchadnezzar, one of Babylon and one of Egypt. In these cities, these they had such men as Mantis. Daniel 2 verse 27 Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said the secret which the king hath commanded cannot the wise men cannot the mantis the sorcerers the astrologers the magicians the soothsayers show it unto the king I'm Daniel, you, you, I'm in captivity. And none of your mantis, your sorcerers, your wise men can show you the way of a prophetic dream that God gave you. Your astrologers can't do it. Your magicians can't do it. Your soothsayers can't do it. But here you call on the servant of the Most High God, Daniel. It is a prophetic dream by God that King Nebuchadnezzar needed interpreting. The mantis. We got to be careful and don't take that in as something good. They use their intelligence and their prudence not always for the kingdom of heaven, but the kingdom of hell, the kingdom of Satan, to penetrate the kingdom of heaven in an evil way and turn our hearts from God. Exodus, the seventh chapter. The 22nd verse. The magicians of Egypt did so with their enchantments. And Pharaoh's heart was hardened. Neither did he hearken unto them. So here we have 
I read the verse. Let's go to verse 11. Then Pharaoh also called the wise men and the sorcerers, now the magicians of Egypt. They also did in like manner with their enchantments. So here we have the wise men, the mantis, and the sorcerers. They can do some of the same things that God can do. They work out of the spirit of divination. God works by his spirit, the spirit of God, the spirit. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost. We have an evil divination and a divine divination. The prophet versus the sorcerer. These wise men are wise, they're prudent and intelligent, but subtle. First Corinthians 1. But the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh. That's the difference between the mantis and the men and women of God. The mantis, their intelligence and prudence are subtle, but after the flesh. Not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. I want you to understand. Verse 30 says, But him are ye in Christ Jesus. Who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. You will not see that in the Bible under the mantis or the sorcerer. Now a prophet that is possessed by the spirit of God is not beside himself when led but is wise and discreet when he is filled with the presence of God. Now, when you're talking about seers being beside themselves is what we call amazed. We're amazed at the vision. But we still have our senses intact. The sorcerer 
when they are in their divining period, some of their sense of reasoning is suspended. Now, I understand that when a sorceress uses sorcery and they use insects or animals, take the spider for instance, and something happens to the legs and to the eyes, those are the key components, the senses of the spider. So some of their senses are suspended. Their sense of sight. If you use a bird, they're good for vision too. Your sense of reasoning is suspended. Your senses at a certain point is suspended in the divination process. But a man of God, a prophet, a true prophet, the sorcerer is a false prophet in the house of God. The prophet with vision or without vision or the apostle by the Spirit of God is not beside himself in a sense where his reasoning is suspended. It is not. He can speak to God. He can analyze. He can still see in his natural habitat. Not just the vision that God has given. Now, we are possessed by the Spirit of God. They are possessed by the Python Spirit, the Spirit of Divination. Now, let's talk about the prophets with the Spirit of God. Ezekiel, the second chapter. Ezekiel 2.2 And the Spirit entered into me when he spake unto me and set me upon my feet and I heard him that spake unto me. The Spirit entered me. The Spirit possessed me. What Spirit? The Spirit of God. Is he not a Spirit in the Bible? And in the Old Testament Especially in Ezekiel, you hear him saying a lot, the spirit, the spirit. He's talking about the spirit of God. He is a true prophet, man of God, living in the heavens right now. God said, I am not the God of the dead, but of the living. He's in Abram's bosom. He's in the third heaven, waiting on the final judgment day. Ezekiel, he said when he was on the earth, the spirit entered into me. And I heard him. So his sense and his reasoning was not suspended. 
Let's go to chapter 3. Verse 24. And he said, well, let's start with 22. And the hand of the Lord was there upon me. And he said unto me, arise, go forth into the plain, and I will talk with thee there. Well, Lord. And so he arose and went by the river Chabar. Kabar. Verse 24. Then the spirit entered into me and set me upon my feet and spake with me and said unto me, Go, shut thyself within thy house. But thou, O son of man, behold, they shall put bands upon thee, and shall bind thee with them, and thou shalt not go out among them. And I will make thy tongue cleave to the roof of thy mouth, that thou shalt be dumb, and shalt not be to them a reprover. A man reproving. You know what he did to Ezekiel? He gave him the spirit of slumber. The spirit, excuse me, not of slumber, of deep sleep. The spirit of deep sleep. That's when God puts his prophet to sleep. His spirit will not allow him to prophesy. Will not allow him to correct. It's called the spirit of deep sleep. It's when God does it to his prophets. And he said, I will cause you and make your tongue cleave to the roof of your mouth. And you shall be dumb and shall not be to them a reprover, for they are a rebellious house. But when I speak with thee, I will open your mouth and you shall say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, He that heareth, let him hear. And he that forbeareth, let him forbear. For they are a rebellious house. So the spirit of deep sleep, this is what God did to Ezekiel. He shut up his mouth. He won't give him words to prophesy. He won't give him words to reprove. He will not speak through him until he releases the spirit of deep sleep. Matthew, the third chapter. Matthew, the third chapter, verse 16. I'm giving you instances of men and women of God that have been possessed by the Spirit of God. One of the spirits of the Bible, the Spirit of God. Matthew, the third chapter, the 16th verse. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And what did the Spirit of God do? Descend like a dove upon Christ. 
as the Spirit of God descend upon him, he is possessing the body. That's why you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You don't want the wrong spirit possessing you. You tell me you conjure, I understand already you got the wrong spirit. You got some dead spirit. I need the living spirit. You got a satanic movement going on. I need the Holy Ghost. I need the living, truly divine, Holy Spirit of God to empower me. So he descends upon us. He did it in Acts as well. But let's go to 4.1. The Spirit, Jesus, he led Jesus into the wilderness for one. The Spirit to be tempted of the devil. Acts, the second chapter. The fourth verse. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Now let's see how it descended upon them. And suddenly there came a sound, verse 2, from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, this is the spirit that you want filling you. Uh, it's not something you can conjure. It's something God does for his believers. He fills them with his spirit. And it descended upon the apostles um, as of clothes of tongues of fire. And it sat upon each of them. We've got to understand the difference in sorcery. They divine themselves. Um, with a true man or woman of God that's a prophet or an apostle or filled with the Holy Ghost period, the Holy Ghost descends upon us. Verse 17. And once he descends upon us, he gives us direction. He led Jesus into the, the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Here, it caused Peter to prophesy. And he said, 2.17, verse 16, and which was, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. They shall do what? They shall prophesy. Why? Because of the Spirit of God. They are not fortune telling, but they're prophesying. prophesying. And what is Peter prophesying? What was spoken by the prophets in the Old Testament concerning the Messiah, Jesus Christ, and His Spirit? The spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Christ. You want to know a true prophet? 
Wait till they start telling you about who Christ is. The book of Revelation tells us that the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Christ. Let's go to Revelation. Revelation 22. Okay, excuse me, verse chapter 19, Revelation 19, verse 10. All right, verse 9. And he saith unto me, Right blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant. Now this is an angel talking to the apostle John. And of thy brethren. That have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus. Is the spirit of prophecy. You want to know how you can prophesy. We prophesy through the spirit the testimony of Christ. We are the witnesses of God. True prophecy is the testimony of Christ. We are not sorcerers, soothsayers. We are not telling you the future of something personal. We don't fortune tell. The Holy Ghost Gives us what to prophesy. If we are giving the testimony of Jesus Christ, we're in the spirit of prophecy. Now, God spoke through these men, the Apostle John. He wrote the book of Revelation. And in writing the book of Revelation, in writing the book of Revelation, is still prophecy to be fulfilled. But if you notice in the book of Revelation, there's a lot about the Lamb. It's a lot about what Christ is saying to the church. It's a lot about the spirit that was on the apostle John the spirit of prophecy by the spirit of God so Revelations 19 gives us the insight
now to finish the prophecy. You could just read down through 20. I want you to turn to Rev Acts 13. And here we are talking about a sorcerer. 13, we're going to start off with verse 6. And when they had gone through the isle unto Pathos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet. See? I do not lie when it comes to the word of God. I may tell you revelation, and I may make a mistake here or there with my words, but I give you the truth. Or I put it in my own interpretation, which is still truthfulness. Now, I made a mistake saying... Jesus says, study the walls of the devil. But that's my understanding of the biblical scriptures. He didn't say it outright in the Bible, but that was my interpretation. Now, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew, whose name was Bar-Jesus. And he desired to hear the word of God. Now, verse 8. But Elimus, that's what his name was, the sorcerer, for so is his name by interpretation, withstood them seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. That's what a false prophet will do for you. It will turn, his messages, his doctrine will turn you away from the faith. Lord, if he's like Balaam, He'll keep you thinking you're in alignment with God, but make you do idolatrous work. You will be practicing idolatry in the house of God. But verse 9. See, that was that's the way of the sorcerer. Now here we have the apostle Paul saw in verse 9, he's saying, being filled with the Holy Ghost. He set his eyes on him. And said, all full of all subtlety and all mischief. The mantis. The wise man. Elemis, the sorcerer. Thou child of the devil. Thou enemy of all righteousness. Will thou not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord? They pervert the ways of the Lord. And now, behold, the hand of the Lord is upon them, upon you. The hand of the Lord is upon you, and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a season. And immediately there fell on him a mist and a darkness, and he went about seeking some to lead him by the hand. But the one deputy, which he decided to try and turn from the faith, when he saw what was done, he believed, being astonished at the doctrine of the Lord. He was astonished at the teaching of Christ. 
And what amazement did it bring? But he wasn't beside himself. Seeing these things happen. And the Apostle Paul. Being filled with the Holy Ghost. Just like a demon possessed man. The Spirit speaks through them. The Holy Ghost will speak through us. Can you hear Christ? Are the waters flowing for you? Are you hearing the sound for healing and deliverance? Are you hearing the thunder? Are you perceiving the message? Can you hear the call of Christ? He says, come unto me, come unto me. I want to bring you deliverance. It don't matter your level in witchcraft. He says, if you come unto me, I'll rid you of the heavy ladens. I'll rid you of the spirit of divination. I'll rid you of this possession. Part two next week. Because I got to go into some more. But God is saying... Christ is saying, come unto me, come unto me, come unto me, come unto me now, come unto me, I want to give you rest, I want to rid you of the spirit of divination, the spirit of the Bible that I teach you on, so that you can have life everlasting. He says, I want to get rid of that heavy laden that you carry. The heavy laden. The heavy laden that you carry. The heavy laden. The heavy laden that you carry. He said, I want to give you rest. I want to give you rest. I want to give you rest. If you say you're in the household of faith, God is saying, repent. Rid of those spirits that's not of me. You're taking on a covering that's not mine. I give you the Holy Ghost, but you'd rather take on something that's not of me. He's saying, come to me now. Repent. I want to give you rest. 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 I want to rid you of that heavy laden. The spirit of divination is of a demonic nature. And part two is coming next week. But I want you to know today, you don't have to carry that spirit that's not of God. You don't have to work in a demonic way. You can work with the spirit of God as a true prophet, as a true apostle. He says, come unto me, all 
all ye that burdened and are heavy laden, I'm gonna give you rest. My Holy Ghost, my Holy Ghost is what you need. The Holy Ghost is what you need. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for your spirit. Because he's a covering that's of you. In truth and in righteousness. He speaks through the true prophets of God and the apostles of God. And the men and women that yield themselves to your spirit. So Father, I pray for those that carry a spirit that's not of you. Like it's a true covering. I pray deliverance in their lives right now today. I pray that you will set them free as they open up their mouth to repent and say, God, I don't want it anymore. I want your true spirit. I want the Holy Ghost, the spirit of the living God. I want him, I want him, I want him. Bring deliverance now, Lord, even so now. Loose the bonds that bind them together. Release the shackles from the spirit of divination from your people. And then bind them with the spirit of God and the love of God and the truth and righteousness of your word. Free them, free them, free them, God. Free them in this season, in this hour. Because your word is truth. Uh, and the Bible says that we should know the truth. Uh, and the truth shall set us free. Father, I have given them your word today. And those that receive it set them free. And bind them with the love and the covering that is of you. The Holy Ghost. Be free, be free, be free. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to be free, be free, be free. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to live with a covering that's of God. And not of men, not of Satan, but of Christ himself, of God the Father. The spirit of life that was in Christ. I command you to live with that same spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ. The everlasting father. The one. Who is living in the heavenlies now. Interceding on us. The one who speaks through me. The one. That I keep asking. Can you hear him? Can you hear him? He's calling, he's calling. Father, I pray that you go with them this week. That your love covers them. And that your spirit guides them. In the name of the potentate king the Messiah, the anointed one that releases us of heavy burdens and heavy ladens. 
the one that is valiant, true, and faithful is his name. In Christ, the everlasting Father, amen and amen. Peace and blessings to you all. This is Apostle Reddick presiding at Converting Souls Apostolic Ministries. In Christ's love, may the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, the power of the Almighty be your covering this week and forevermore.